The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Two minutes past three. Thanks for your company. Kimbo on the reach with you for the next two hours. Live from Studio Lumo USA here at number one King William Street in the city where it's currently 17.2 degrees outside. Been a little bit windy today. Not a good morning for hay fever sufferers. Big thank you to our wonderful friends at Balfour's. They've been baking people happy since 1853. Hyundai and IGA supermarkets. How the locals like it. All right, time for a big welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the Italian gelding. What's the matter you? Hey, got no respect. Hey. What do you think you do? Oh. Why you look so sad? It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up for your face. Here he is, Michelangelo Rucci. How are you, Michael? Hello, Kim. Hello, everyone. Are you well? Have you had a good day? I've had a very placid day. I'm just having a close look at you. Your moustache needs a trim, Rooch. No, I no, like it no. wild and bushy. No, it's wild and bushy enough. It's all over the shop. Have a look at it. It's good. People looking at the podcast, you can have your say. Let us know on text. This no, is an important the wild, issue. The wild look is great. Uh, well, well, what's it doing for you? I'm not sure, but it works You're being for me. inundated with dates lately, works, have you? Works for me. 0427 154 We are very busy oh, today. Rooch's moustache. Says the Warren Beatty of Adelaide. <laughs> He's dead, isn't he? Is he? <laughs> Could you go for someone a little bit younger? No one knows who you're talking about, Rooch. <laughs> I'm sure uh, they do. Looking forward to today's show, Rooch. We've got a special guest in the studio, a young man that plays for the Redbacks. Uh, a batsman called Daniel Drew threatening to do some big things in the Shield cricket at the moment. He's doing some work experience here. I can remember him where he was a teenager at the advertiser How doing work we... experience. Oh, Kim, I haven't been there for four and a half years, so it's got to be at least five years. I, I remember your first year here, Roach. You were very stressed. Stressed? Was well, it? you were when you were oh. departing after 30 years with the advertiser. Yes, well, you it was can't an emotional stay. period. You cannot be at a place forever. No, I've witnessed that as yes. well, Roach. Yeah, yes. why'd you bring that up? Oh, I, I did. I did. Uh, yeah, so Drew is going to join us. He's doing a little bit of work experience, which is good. And we'll talk about uh, the Redbacks. They take on WA on Thursday. In which yeah. form? Shield game. Oh, big one. Yeah, Shield game. Because they're got, hot there. He's got a bit of form against WA. We'll find out if good. there's a reason. Good. At 350 it's Rucci's Roast talking at the advertiser. It's a time-honoured journalistic masterpiece. Who are you roasting today? Just the old AFL fixture. Let's give that a smash. Right on. Let's Again, go why not? It's a mess. Let's get on with it. Let's let's towel it up. Have you come? Have you come up with a solution? I've come up we, with many solutions. Matthew Clark and I sat down one day and we came up with two solutions, which were brilliant. And and have you incorporated them in your roast today, or is it all negativity? No, just pointing out some facts and figures. All right. Okay. Looking forward to that. Well, we know what the big issues are there, Kim. We know what they are. There's so many competing issues with the fixture, but it's not the greatest. For equality. No. And if no. there was a simple answer, it would be? Well, as Matthew Clark and I pointed out several years ago, and I know people hate it. They think it's an American thing. It's actually the Australians who came up with it first. You go with conferences. You go with divisions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. No, I don't like it. No. <laughs> you don't want fairness. You don't want equality, do you? I do. I'm not sure that's the answer, Roach. We're here. Thanks for the Hyundai. So many issues. It would. 
the all-new Hyundai Kona, Imagine to be Bold. Uh, if you want to have a chat, one 736 736 If you make a modicum of sense, we'll give you a $50 IGA voucher. Maybe mm. we'll get some good suggestions on the fixturing route. At four o'clock, looking forward to this chat. She was one of our regulars last year, Hannah Petty, Thunderbirds Championship captain. This is, this is concerning where netball is at the moment. And then the, one of the concerning bits of it was when you've had Adelaide win mm. the title and has no certainty on the players it will take to that premiership defence or championship defence, whatever you want to call yep. it. And yet, hello, hello headquarters, mm. we've got the Melbourne Mavericks, our own Melbourne Mavericks in this stable, Kim, Oh yes, who I, are pinching our players? So why are they allowed to sign them and Adelaide isn't? Oh, I can't answer that. Hopefully, oh, this is can. a mess. But on a serious note, though, because of the pay dispute at the moment, yep. they're, they're, these are people that are full-time netballers. They're struggling to get rental arrangements because they don't have an income at the moment, and it's been going on now. I think for over a month, uh, pay their oh, mortgages. More than a month. Yeah. More than a month. No, I think since their payment. Oh, stop stopped. payment. Yeah, I think it's been just over a month. Yeah, I may the dispute's be wrong. been going on for much longer, and that's yeah. left so many players either having to hit up their parents. Mm. I mean, it's not easy to then pay your mortgage when you're not getting anything coming in, are you? I try and find a positive out of every negative, Rich. I've got uh, four of the Thunderbird girls living with me at the moment now, free of rent. Bloody good it is. All right, we'll have a chat to no, Hannah Petty. No, you have not. <laughs> we, I know no. who you do have living with you. I can't get rid of them. They're bloody really? squatters, Roach. But what happens when the building gets delayed, Kim? It better because not that be. That's already been delayed. That's, why, that that that's why they are self. living here. Uh, the rat's in Melbourne at the moment because they have no. a business in Melbourne as well, yeah. so he spends a couple of days there. But look on the bright side. You say there's always a positive. Yeah. You get your meals made for you. I do. Your four, sister looks after you. Four days a week. She cares for you. She uh, interferes, uh, but she irons she my cares. shirts. She cares. It's not interfering. Well, She's Roach, caring as I've said before, if you love them that much, why, they can go live at your place. <laughs> I've, I've I'll make for, room. I've had them for six months. I'll make room. Um, want to congratulate Hannah Petty as well. Mm. She's been named in the, the Australian Fast Five team. We'll explain what that is. Okay. It's a world competition route that will be underway in New Zealand in November. And uh, mm. Hannah's one of four South Aussies that have been named in the 10-person squad. Uh, at 4.35, Roach, we'll talk to AFL Youth Guru. He's got an official title. He's the ambassador. Hang on, Roach. AFL Talent Ambassador. Thank you. Do you think he could have a crystal ball that reaches out to draft pick 73? No, you're stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what was James Heard? What was James Heard, everyone? 71, was he? Yeah, I'm sure there's someone out there. This could be the most famous 73 ever picked in the draft. Mm. Good luck, Jeff Parker. Port Adelaide's recruiting manager. Will they take a pick? Can you imagine sitting there for the first night? Yeah, it's really nice here tonight, isn't it? Pity we haven't got a pick. He's going to the movies prior. (laughs) Turning up later. (laughs) Will they take a pick? Well, Kim, what will happen? Can't they keep it for next year? Oh, no. no. Lysett will go out. Yep. Fantasia will go out. So they'll open up another two picks, probably in the 90s. But you know what will happen? Is people will pass. Mm. So what did the late Matthew Rendell tell us earlier in the year? It was going to be around 45 the bailout for a lot of clubs. So they'll probably be picking in the 50s. Robbie Gray was picked in the 50s, Kim. Mm-hmm. You just never know, do you? No, you don't. You but don't. look. 
you wouldn't have high expectation on Port's draft picks this year. But as I say, and the Port fans are all a little bit quiet now that the footy season's finished, mm. and uh, there were some that weren't all that excited about the four players they've brought in. I think it makes them a stronger side. Uh, well, it stops have, them from slipping, sure. Have your say now and put your name to yeah. it. Because now, too many people ring up afterwards, oh, I never liked that. You know that Adelaide has three picks in the top 20, top 21? Yes, whatever. top 20. Yeah, now, 24, I think. Where's your thought on this? And this is what West Coast has to deal with the number one pick. Do you bank on getting a, a really early pick? So try to get into the top six. Or do you say having three picks around the 20s? You know, from one to twenty, if, if, is if, giving you more talent. So you, to speak. you know, my which way do you I, go? I, I always feel better getting the three players, mm. and uh, I always use the case point of Tim Kelly. I, I thought they sold the farm for that well and truly. Two first round draft picks, two second round draft picks, and it doesn't matter that he's won two or three best and fairest. It means nothing if you're down the bottom of the ladder. I'll give you a comparison. I, I, I'm only doing this off the top of the head. I don't remember what Port had as a draft pick at the very beginning of the draft that involved Rosie, Dersma and Butters. Mm. But the fact they had three picks and got those three players and we were all excited about those yep. three first rounders compared to having just one pick makes me wonder if Adelaide should just hold firm with what they've got and say, well, there's some great talent but out there. Let's bring them is, all in. This is why we'll speak to Kevin Sheehan. It depends mm. on the strength of the draft. Exactly. They say this yeah. one doesn't run as deep. And it gets down to servicing your needs as well. That's a good point. So if you have to go up the draft order a little bit and sacrifice another player uh, or another pick yep, to get yep. the type of player you want. They would want – Adelaide would mm, – Oh, they're saying – Long-term, what's – They're, they're saying – they, oh, well, I think they need to – Target another uh, forward, but maybe they've really? got plans okay. to do Well, if they get Harrison Petty in another year's time, they won't have to go via the draft. They keep saying they want midfield. What's their defensive stock like? Uh, a little thin at the moment. Mm. Okay. It'll be interesting to see how. Yeah. Hey, we've got a few texts coming Shift through, Roach. Uh, yeah. I haven't pre-read this one, so fingers crossed. Uh, I think this is from the Big Duff. Uh, righto, lads, listen up. This yes. is the Big Duff saying this, yes. not me, Roach. Right. I and my fellow fans of your brilliant show had to endure six or seven minutes of the two Andes today banging on about seeded sourdough with Vegemite from Baker's Delight. Oh. Bloody Ma and his dry sense of humour. Vix, you got to love them, though, but you two legends have got those two clowns covered by miles. Uh, anyway, boys, Big Duff is now a happy man. Get on with the show while I'll enjoy and knock the froth off a few. <laughs> Good on you, Big Duff. Hey, uh, we haven't put the roast online already, have we? No, why? Well, lucky Luciano's probably read it already with his remark, and he's spot on too. Where's he, where's he gone? Where's he gone? Lucky Luciano? Yeah, 307 there. 307? Oh, but here we go. Rucci, you mental midget. Thank you. It's a fixture, which means it's fixed yes. from Lucky Luciano from Lockwood. read over my shoulder. It's funny how you can actually see the text when it's a compliment to you, hey? That's not hey. a compliment. <laughs> Mental midget. Well, no, but he's, he's endorsing what you're saying. But I'm just saying it's amazing that he's picked up on the same thing. He's just saying that you're, you're not Einstein, and everyone knew that. It's a 313, right? Thank you, Kim. <laughs> The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. On a 
Tuesday afternoon, currently 17.4 degrees outside. We're here thanks to our good friends at Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. We absolutely love them. We love IGA as well, Roach. We're doing Kimbo and the Roach's Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. This is huge. It's your chance if you draw the horse that wins to get a $500 IGA voucher. If you come second, you get a $200 IGA voucher. If you come third, you get a $100 IGA voucher. And if you come last, you get nothing because that's oh, all you deserve. Change it. No. Oh. Sorry, Rooch. <laughs> and all you have to do is listen for the cue to call and be one of the first five callers through when you hear this. Do not ring now, though. Do not ring now. But I can give you a heads up. We'll be doing it very, very shortly. So stay listening for the bugler. Be one of the first five callers through and you'll be eligible. We'll do the draw on the Monday before the Cup. So if there's 24 horses, Roach, 24 people will have the chance to win that. Why you got that silly grin on your I head? I just think I want to organise a prize for last. Well, what are you going to do? Donate five cans it. you collected? Think or about it. Give one of your Rosellas? What about one? No, you can't do that. You wouldn't do that? How's Leanne going? She's fine. For those that have joined us, Roach's name, his favourite bird after my sister, yes, which I think is a bit cre- creepy, actually. All right, let's jump into it. Uh, around the grounds, Roach, got a little bit to talk about. Uh, World Cup last night, Afghanistan, another big upset. Yes, after Pakistan was two for 110, they reached seven for 282, and Rashid Khan did not take a wicket. Not one. Really? Not one. Was he economical? Do your homework, Roach. He didn't take a wicket. But anyway, Afghanistan responded with two for 286. Their top order was brilliant. They won by eight wickets. I'm not sure which is the best news of this, that it keeps Australia in the top four or it dumps England to last in the rankings. Uh, Both, I would say, Roach. Let's have a listen to them winning. Bang! Out of there! What a shot! And there it is, the victory... Momentous, historic, the first time Afghanistan have won two matches in a World Cup. That is huge, isn't it? Let's have a listen to their uh, captain, Hajmatullah Shahidi. Quality cricket that we are playing from last uh, couple of years. They believe what was there when we playing Asia Cup also. And uh, at the start of the tournament, I said that we want to make this tournament historic for our country people. Mm. So first was England, today Pakistan. And looking forward for the other games, inshallah, we will try our best to play positive cricket and um, uh, do a lot for our country. Here, here. It's absolutely brilliant for cricket in general. Well, they can't play at home, so it's even better than yep. you think. So South Africa plays Bangladesh today, and we need Bangladesh to win. That's tonight. Um, today, tonight. Yeah, today, tonight. Yep. Not sure if that'll happen, Roach. Let's go to AFLW quickly. Yes. Uh, I can tell you the team of the week. There were three South Aussies. Mm. Julia Tickle, uh made the forward set up. Mm-hmm. She kicked three goals. Danielle Ponder was in there as well with three. And Ebony Marinoff was on the interchange bench. Uh, but you more... going to the tribunal tonight? Oh, this has got me confused, Roach. Um, mm. Brittany Gutzneck from the Western Bulldogs. Now, I saw this when it happened, and I've watched it again online. She gets the free kick for holding the ball. Lays one of the most brilliant tackles you'll see at pace on Sydney's Paige Shepherd. Now, she wins the free kick, as you mentioned, for holding the ball, and rightly so. Now she gets cited, goes straight to the tribunal for rough conduct because it's, because it's deemed careless. I'm not sure how it's deemed careless. Uh, severe impact. Well, you want to do that. It's a contact sport. And high. Well, she didn't hit a high. It's just that the girl fell awkwardly and landed on her head. 
Yeah, I think you'll find the tribunal will be told that it's careless because the action led to the head going to ground. Now, if you have a look at a still shot, if you look at a still shot, there's no sling. I think you'll find the first contact of Shepard to the ground is with her backside. Yep. But then with all the momentum and with Goodneck coming hard from not, the side. Not a double action, though. No, no, no. no. In the end, the head goes to the ground, and that's the alarm bell to the AFL. That's the alarm bell. Now, someone needs to be able well, to where, go where to this. Where does the duty and care stop and start? Well, we've all been asking that question for years, Kim. And now we've got another tribunal will go down this path, which is so incredibly murky. Because if you look at it, you would say that, that is a sensational tackle. Oh, it's a brilliant tackle. Brilliant but tackle. Caught you can see the, the player is being judged here not by her actions but the consequence of her actions. We've been here before. And maybe why in the women's game the players are still developing and how to brace themselves, how to fall and better awareness. You know, how much responsibility to the, the person that's being tackled, how much should that be on them? Ah, uh, but now we've got this duty of care aspect. Well, she the... has a duty of care to have more awareness. Kim, you know how it rolls. I know. We've been here for too long. Right. And we know why they've had to go down this path. Yeah. I don't have the answer for you. It is an incredibly murky area. Rich, I'm, unlike you, we need to go to a break. Unlike you, I love giving away money. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. On a Tuesday afternoon, currently 17.4 degrees outside. We're here thanks to our good friends at Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. We absolutely love them. We love IGA as well, Roach. We're doing Kimbo and the Roach's Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. This is huge. It's your chance if you draw the horse that wins to get a $500 IGA voucher. If you come second, you get a $200 IGA voucher. If you come third, you get a $100 IGA voucher. And if you come last, you get nothing because that's all you deserve. No. Sorry, Rooch. And all you have to do is listen for the cue to call and be one of the first five callers through when you hear this. Do not ring now, though. Do not ring now. But I can give you a heads up. We'll be doing it very, very shortly. So stay listening for the bugler. Be one of the first five callers through and you'll be eligible. We'll do the draw on the Monday before the Cup. So if there's 24 horses, Roach, 24 people will have the chance to win that. Why you got that silly grin on your I head? just think I want to organise a prize for last. Well, what are you going to do? Donate five cans it. you collected think or about it. give one well, of your Rosellas? About what about one? No, of you can't do that. You wouldn't do that? How's Leanne going? She's fine. For those that have joined us, Rooch's name, his favourite bird after my sister, yes, she which is I think's a bit cre- creepy, actually. All right, let's jump into it. Uh, around the grounds, Rooch, got a little bit to talk about. Uh, World Cup last night, Afghanistan, another big upset. Yes, after Pakistan was two for 110, they reached seven for 282, and Rashid Khan did not take a wicket. Not one. Really? Not one. Was he economical? Do your homework, Roach. He didn't take a wicket. But anyway, Afghanistan responded with two for 286. Their top order was brilliant. They won by eight wickets. I'm not sure which is the best news of this, that it keeps Australia in the top four or it dumps England to last in the rankings. Uh, Both, I would say, Roach. Let's have a listen to them winning. 
Bang! Out of there! What a shot! And there it is, the victory. Momentous. Historic. The first time Afghanistan have won two matches in a World Cup. That is huge, isn't it? Let's have a listen to their cash, uh, captain, Hajmatala Shahidi. Quality cricket that we are playing from last uh, couple of years. The belief was there when we playing Asia Cup also. And uh, at the start of the tournament, I said that we want to make this tournament historic for our country people. Mm. So first was England, today Pakistan. And looking forward for the other games, inshallah, we will try our best to play positive cricket and um, uh, do a lot for our country. Here, it's, here. It's absolutely brilliant for cricket in general. Well, they can't play at home, so it's even better than yep. you think. So South Africa plays Bangladesh today, and we need Bangladesh to win. That's tonight. Um, today, tonight. Yeah, today, tonight. Mm. Yep. I'm not sure if that'll happen, Roach. Let's go to AFLW quickly. Yes. Uh, I can tell you the team of the week. There were three South Aussies. Mm. Julia Tickle, uh made the forward set up. Mm-hmm. She kicked three goals. Danielle Ponder was in there as well with three. And Ebony Marinoff was on the interchange bench. Uh, you going more... to the tribunal tonight? Oh, this has got me confused, Roach. Um, mm. Brittany Gutzneck from the Western Bulldogs. Now, I saw this when it happened, and I've watched it again online. She gets the free kick for holding the ball. Lays one of the most brilliant tackles you'll see at pace on Sydney's Paige Shepherd. Now, she wins the free kick, as you mentioned, for holding the ball, and rightly so. Now she gets cited, goes straight to the tribunal for rough conduct because it's deemed careless. I'm not sure how it's deemed careless. Uh, Severe impact. Well, you want to do that. It's a contact sport. And high. Well, she didn't hit a high. It's just that the girl fell awkwardly and landed on her head. Yeah, I think you'll find the tribunal will be told that it's careless because the action led to the head going to ground. Now, if you have a look at a still shot. If you look at a still shot, was no sling I tackle. think you'll find the first contact of Shepard to the ground is with her backside. Yep. But then with all the momentum and with Goodneck coming hard from not, the side. Not a double action, though. No, no, no. no. In the end, the head goes to the ground, and that's the alarm bell to the AFL. That's the alarm bell. Now, someone needs to be able well, to go where to does this. the duty and care stop and start? Well, we've all play. been asking that question for years, Kim. And now we've got another tribunal. We'll go down this path, which is... The, so incredibly murky, because if you look at it, you would say that is a sensational tackle. Oh, it's a brilliant tackle. Brilliant but tackle. Caught you can see the, the player is being judged here not by her actions, but the consequence of her actions. We've been here before. And maybe why in the women's game the players are still developing and how to brace themselves, how to fall and better awareness. You know, how much responsibility to the, the person that was being tackled? How much should that be on them? Ah, but now we've got this duty of care aspect. Well, she has a duty of care to have more awareness. Kim, you know how it rolls. I know. We've been here for too long. And we know why they've had to go down this path. I don't have the answer for you. It is an incredibly murky area. Rich, unlike you, we need to go to a break. Unlike you, I love giving away money. and your team's colours in the other. Balfers are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Stuff that up. 3.34 on a Tuesday afternoon, currently 17.3 degrees outside. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Before we get to our next guest, a few texts coming through Roach about the tribunal tonight. This is from 
Damien, he says, uh, afternoon, gents. Duty of care is the worst phrase to be introduced into the AFL. The only duty of care that should be relevant is protecting yourself. Yeah, well, we know we've gone well beyond that now, Kim, haven't we? We know where the AFL and every sporting organisation is so consumed by the legal battles that are going to come with concussion cases that that's it. Duty of care is now everyone's responsibility. What are we talking? Half a billion dollars in payout? That seems to be floated around. Kim, we're talking about a piece of string that no one knows where it starts and where it ends and how long it will take too. Very prophetic, that is. Uh, let's mm. welcome our next guest. He's live in the studio. He plays for the Redbacks and the Strikers. In the Strikers squad, Daniel Drew. Hi, guys. Um, not currently. At the not currently. Oh, no. so I shouldn't no. have brought that up. Yeah. You did play for them, though. No, I have played for them in the past um, as a replacement player. I haven't been contracted them for a while. Okay. Um, but... Yeah, hopefully there's some interest, but we'll see. So currently in the Shield side, we're just saying that uh, you're studying some journalism at the moment, so you're doing a little bit of work experience. The only advice I could give you after 35 years is anything that Rooch does, don't do it. That's the best <laughs> I can give you then. All right, is that fair, Rooch? That is very harsh. <laughs> I know. That's, that's very harsh. That's, how, that's no. how we function. I, um, no. Rooch mentioned earlier, you went in and did work experience as a, a schoolboy. Yeah. Teenager. Teenager, yeah. Yeah, I think year 11, I reckon. I reckon. Um Back with Andy Capel um, at Advertiser. So. Yep. Who was your club president at West Highlands, correct? Yep. Yeah. yeah, he was for a while, actually. Good connection to have. Yeah, great. Friends. Um, I was actually playing with his son as well. Uh-huh. Early, Bailey? So, yeah, small mm. world. But, um, yeah, it was a good experience. Um, I remember he took me to a few of the port uh, press conferences and stuff yep. like that. So, Or you would have seen Roach doing some of his best work there. Yes, I remember Roach, yeah. yeah. Also got a few days off school, which was handy. <laughs> oh, so. and, and Dan, you mm. say it's a small world. Uh, you actually teach for my uh, nephew, Tommy Dittmar, were you? Or? Yeah, I reckon, yeah. I reckon he was doing a bit of relief work, maybe PE, when I was in year 11, year 12. So. St. Michael's, yeah. Yeah, St. Michael's, yeah. So yeah. definitely a small world in Adelaide. Uh, and you know my younger nephew, Jack Dittmar, of course, the children of uh, Chris Dittmar and my sister, uh, because he played cricket out at West Torrens, which is your district club. Yeah. Yeah. So probably a couple of years older than me, maybe two or three years. But yeah, definitely know him. And um, when I was a bit younger, he was sort of running around with my brother as well. So he's a little bit older than me. So yeah, it's definitely a connection there. Now, so all these years on, mm-hmm. you've experienced it at television, newspapers and radio. Which form suits you best? If you're going to take this up professionally, we hope you have a long cricket career. Yep. The day comes when you might have to follow this path. Which one are you going to do? It's a good question. Um, I think, you know, there's definitely interest in radio. Um, I don't mind being behind the scenes, though, and, you know, doing all the work and sort Production. of just trying to... Producing. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm ready for, for TV and being in front of the camera just yet. Um, mm. But you yeah. never know. Keep Dan, options you, open. You're only 22, 3. Oh, I'd love to be 23. Four. 20, keep going. 5. Keep going. No. Six. Seven. No, 27. No. I'll take 22, though. That, 27. Where have those years I, gone? I, I apologise I've noticed you've got a fair bit of ink, more than you had when we first saw you many years ago. Yeah. Bit of artwork. Yeah, they've wow. just added on the collection the last few yeah. years. All right, yeah. let's get into the cricket. You played the last two Shield games. Uh, really disappointing game against Tasmania. They were undermanned. Uh, you would have been happy with your own form. You made six and one. You got starts against New South Wales. Where are you at at the moment? Yeah, it was disappointing against Tasmania, obviously. Um, we felt like we were a good chance against them and matched up well. We just obviously didn't perform well as a team. Um, so that was disappointing. Great to back it up last week um, in the Shield and get the win against New South Wales. Um, we played some really good cricket. Um, credit to the bowlers who performed really well. And obviously getting sent in day one, 
um, the batting group performed well and, you know, that sort of set up as, as the game went on. So uh, from a personal point of view, it hasn't started, obviously, um, guns blazing, but um, the wicket last week was quite challenging and from the scores we can see a lot of people got starts. So um, I think Nathan McSweeney's 60 and 100. Yep. Um, obviously stood out from the rest, but yeah, I think um, you know batting in the top order and being around the new ball can be hard work at times. But it's just sort of staying present and sticking to my basics, and I'm sure the runs will come. I had a brain fade saying you were 22 when I knew that you knew my nephew as well. You couldn't have been. Uh, any, <laughs> are you acutely aware of how much pressure the Redbacks are under at the moment, given that you've been in the system for a while and the strong heritage and history the Redbacks have had for such a long time, going back to the Chapelli and Favell and uh, Hooksy as well, and just this little bit of a drought we're in at the moment. Uh, do you feel the pressure as a player? Uh, or are you aware of uh, the noise that's out there? Not necessarily. I think, yeah, I'm aware. I guess it's been obviously a while since we've we've won a last shield mm. um, and Marsh Cup. So I think there's obviously that existing pressure in the back of your mind. But I think the group we've got at the moment, um, we've been building the last few years to find the core mm. group that we want to play with. And um, I feel like we've been playing with each other a lot more now. And we're sort of, you know, getting those wins that we need. And to get a win early in the season is great. Um, so hopefully we can continue that. But, yeah, we just got to keep the momentum going. So, Daniel, you're one of the rare ones who's actually come out of grey cricket in South Australia and play mm. for South Australia. Yep, that's right. How do we get more grey cricketers to be shield players? This is the old running debate about what state grey cricket is in. Now, you've lived it. You've been able to succeed to wear the red cap. Where do we get better with homegrown talent? Yeah, look, I think we're doing good things at the moment. Um, we're always producing some young talent. Um, I think... The change of divisions this year and the grade competition um, might fix that as well. I think. So how's that work? Just for those. Who so don't know. last, obviously, the last few years or since however I can remember, there's been twelve teams or thirteen mm. teams um, in one comp. So started this year, we've actually changed the two divisions. So there'll be a division one and then a division two, um, and in the division two, there'll be an under 19s team, um, which will be strictly blokes in that squad, um, and they'll play against the div two teams and the div one. So it's essentially trying to make you know, Div 1, play against the best players, I guess. Um, and then there'll be a relegation and a promotion. So two teams will go up, two teams will go down. So I guess making that competition stronger and healthier and a lot more on each game um, is going to obviously hopefully have better performances mm, and we'll so. see some more players. Uh, we spoke to your coach on Friday. We had him on the show, Dizzy. He was, uh, he was a little more up and about after getting the first outright victory. Um, how's his demeanour been in the last couple of years? Because the pressure's been mounting there. Yeah, oh, Dizzy's great. Um all the boys love him. He's mm. very relaxed at times. And I don't know we, we're all backing him in and everyone backs in each other. We've, we've got a good group, like I said. Um, and we're really just pumped to try and do well this year and get some more wins and try and stay at the top of that um, shield, shield ladder. And what about Ryan Harris? What's he brought to the program? Yeah, Ryan has been a big inclusion. Um, he's been really good around the bowling group, um, the boys, and just having a bit of a presence there. Um, he's a very honest guy. Um, loves to joke around as well. So I think he's just good having a fresh face in there. And he's obviously come from Queensland and been a successful side up there. So just to bring his talent down has been great. We know he had a lot of knee problems and a lot of injuries at the end of his career. Does he still roll the shoulder down in the, uh, in the nets? He doesn't. He's got the, dog, the dog stick out or the wanger as some people yeah. would know. But we've actually got into him and said we have actually wouldn't mind seeing him get the wrist out and have a few ball. But uh, 
I think his knee's no good. I think he's cactus. Oh, so. I bet he'll do it at some stage. Yeah. Hey, Dan, good to have you in here. I hope you enjoy the mm. work experience. Uh, Roach has got plenty to offer. Don't listen to what I have to say. Um, we've got a text coming through. We're live and interactive. This one says from Modbury Mac. He says, uh, ask Drewy, his nearest the pin tip for tomorrow, who wins and by how much. Now, we do this thanks to IGA. We give away a $100 voucher. Uh, now, people don't text until t- tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow we play um, the Netherlands, don't we? Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, we play South them. Africa, Bangladesh. So, uh, who wins and how many runs will Australia make? I think Australia win. Yeah. Um, good momentum we've got going. Uh, by how many runs? No, no. How many runs will Australia make? Oh, okay. I'm going to say 343. 343. We're going to yep. write this one down. All right. And Australia wins. There you go, Modbury Mac. You can save that and use that for your tip tomorrow. Can I ask you just one question as a purist of have had this discussion? The drop-ins. How do you feel about drop-in pitches? Um, so some people say they don't have the same sort of vibrancy that you would get with a natural pitch. What have you noticed? Are they getting better? Is that they curators advanced the technology to understand how to make them as real to what the old pitches were like or not? Yeah, I think that. I think they're good. Obviously, with, there's been a drop-in at Karen Rowland that's just been put in. Mm. So um, that last pitch we played there was quite challenging, and usually that pitch that hasn't been a drop-in has been quite flat, quite good for batting. Um, here at Adelaide Oval, it's, and in Adelaide as well, it's been quite difficult actually to be a batting wicket. Um, I think the only issue is they, do, they don't break up as much. Mm. So those, you know, the, the day, end of day three, day four, doesn't, you don't see as many cracks and break up and... The spinners maybe not coming involved as you would once see before. Um, but I still think the drop-ins have plenty for the bowlers. And if you're a good enough batter, you'll make runs on it. Um, I do think the wickets we've got here in Adelaide are good cricket wickets. So okay. there's plenty for both. Interesting. Dan, appreciate you coming on air. And I uh, hope you enjoy the stay, hanging around here for the next week or so. I know why I got your age buggered up. Your birthday's on the 22nd. It is. Just wrote it down incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Dan. Uh, all the best against WA as well. Daniel Drew there from the Redbacks. Need to take a break, Roach. We're here thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Hyundai Kona, imagined to be bold. The time-honoured journalistic masterpiece. Oh, you want to listen to this, Dan. Roachy's Roast is coming up next. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Big thank you to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. And a big congratulations to our five entrants into Kimbo and the Roaches Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. Jill from Black Forest, Phil from Hazelwood Park, Nigel from Nailsworth. Good on you, Nigel. That'd be real. Well, normally when people do their fictitious names, they'll have, you know... It'll be Barry I'm from Balhanna. I'm sure there's a Nigel at that. No, no, I'm sure there is. Kevin from Morfitt Vale and Maria from Seaton. Uh, you're all into the draw. A few texts coming through after our little chat to Daniel Drew from the Redbacks, who's mm. doing a little bit of work experience in here. Uh, Lucky Luciano says, how unlucky would you be working with Rucci on your first job? <laughs> Sorry. And Ethel. Now, Ethel's always got something to say about you. Nice, Rooch. Ethel, Ethel says, uh, 
Dan Drew will get the runs working with you two fruitcakes. Ethel from Ethelton. Ethel's 94 years of age, been married four times. We love you, Ethel. Hello, Ethel. All righty. Hey, Roach, you were talking earlier, or we were talking about the fact the Matildas will be playing again on Thursday against Iran, the yes. first of their yes. Olympic qualifiers. Three games to be played from Thursday, Sunday and Wednesday. Iran, Philippines and Chinese Taipei. And if you want to watch, because you're not going to Perth, mm-hmm. 9.30 on Thursday. 9.30? Click it on to the 10 Network. 10 Network. 10 has got the coverage got there, yes. have they? Who's got the Olympics this year? Paris. Is that nine? Oh, is it, it, is, it is nine, isn't it? Because Bruce I hasn't got it. That's right. Yeah, it's nine. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. Um, you might get a call. <laughs> yeah, I might not. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, Olympic aid? Hey, no, which Olympic event would you love to call? If there's an Olympic event that I could give you a free pass into the commentary box and you put on the mic as a commentator, which sport would really thrill you as a commentator to call? Four by four relay. Mm. Might sound on the swimmer. track, not in the. Track, yeah. 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 Oh, swimming would be good. Yeah. Swimming would be good. Um, yeah, there'd be a host of them. Rich, interesting question. I can tell you what it wouldn't be, the marathon. <laughs> I have a short attention span. Uh, Emily Van Egmont, one of the veterans in the uh, Matilda side, uh, she had this to say about Sam Kerr playing back in Perth in her home state. I'm happy for Sam to be able to come home for once. Every single time we come to Australia, it's usually in Sydney or Melbourne or on the East Coast. So to be able to have games here, um, obviously for for Perth to be able to come out and support us and and to support our captain Sam, who's uh, homegrown talent here, I think is great. and yeah, it is. It's a big. It's a big testament to her and, and what she's achieved. And um, you know, being a teammate and being able to play alongside her is is amazing. Every single time we get the opportunity. What a tough World Cup it was for Sam, wasn't it? Mm. Injury at the start, the expectation at the end. Anyway, Paris awaits. Uh, I told you, you can go. Qualify. You can go online and have a look. Uh, mm. If you get onto Channel Nine, it was on sixty minutes. There was a wonderful story there about the Matildas, what they're all up to, and they travelled all around the world because they're all at different clubs yes. at the moment. Obviously, they'll all be back in Australia now. Those that are playing, uh, it was absolutely brilliant. They present themselves so well, and Mary Fowler is the youngest on the team at twenty. She is so mature and articulate. She wanted to be an actress, Rooch, originally. Okay, that was her. What she okay. thought she'd end up doing, but what I'll be intrigued with, we would have to say that World Cup was successful in showing FIFA that Australia can put on major sporting events. Mm. Our problem is... We well, they should have known that from the 2000 yeah, Olympics you know, and many you know. other events. Yep. Our problem is going to be not mm. enough venues for the Men's World Cup now that it's a 48-team uh, tournament. Now, we've seen where the next World Cup, what is it, 2030 or something, is going to have Uruguay, Paraguay, Argentina, Portugal, Morocco and Spain. Mm. Probably our only hope is we're going to have to pair up with some nations, aren't we? We'll pair up with New Zealand. No, I think it would take more than just New Zealand. Really? Yeah, I think well, maybe we... Tasmania will have their stadium by then. <laughs> you wish for so many be, things. Be another one. Eventually, uh, who would pair up with? Yeah, I'm getting RSI. Are you? Yes, yeah, so I'm stirring the gravy. Oh, you're a good They say stirrer. it's going to be hey. 100 degrees, even more maybe. But that won't stop the road. Who's going to make the gravy? I make the gravy each week, but Roach. 
does the roast. Roochie's roast. It's a time-honoured journalistic masterpiece. Who are you roasting today, Roochie? Well, it's an old chestnut, I know, but it's such a good one. And we'll get in early because it's only a matter of weeks before we see it. Yesterday, we spoke about the AFL fixture, that complicated mm-hmm. document that is more appropriately known as a fixture rather than a draw. Emphasis on fix. Oh, Roach, bit of comedy gold. Lucky Luciano was there. When the AFL releases its 2024 Premiership season fixture during the next few weeks, Mm. we will have reviews about soft draws, tough draws, and that long-running watch on how little Collingwood travels from the comforts of Melbourne, in particular the MCG. Now, there is so much hypocrisy with the AFL fixture. This is a competition that is based on equality. No two teams can say their fixture is equal by what it demands on the field and offers off the park in commercial opportunities. Here's a test question for you, Kim. When was the last time Channel 7 took up two non-Victorian teams in the blockbuster Friday night time slot that carries enormous commercial advantages by being presented on national free-to-air television in a blockbuster time slot. The last time, like on a Friday night? Friday night footy with two non-Victorian clubs. Well, they would have had to been two sides that were having a great rivalry at the time. Mm. Oh, when, well, was, when, was, when was Sydney West Coast? We're talking 2005, six for that one. But by 2015, they found one oh. to put in there. They found just one that they had in there. But anyway. What, what? West Coast and Sydney? No, no. 2015, oh. a couple of other teams. But just one slipped in, strangely okay. enough. Okay. And you don't even know who it was. I can't remember now. Come on, really. Research. Now, there can never be equality while 18 teams are asked to play the traditional 22 home and away games, plus now a 23rd gather round that, that puts Adelaide mm. and Port Adelaide with an extra game at home and demands West Coast goes yet again on a road trip across the Nullarbor. And didn't they make a fuss about it this oh, year? Oh, I think they should. We mentioned West Coast because the Eagles are asking for an extra home game in Perth to compensate for the extra travel that they get with Gather Round. But is that not fair? I get you. I yeah. hear you. And now we have Adelaide expect, expecting preferential treatment for what happened with a goal that was called a hit post against Sydney at Adelaide over the last season. I don't think that it should have anything to do with I the draw. Agree. I find that ridiculous so, that everyone's jumped on that. So how much more compromising needs to be loaded onto a fixture that are now making a mockery of the AFL premise of equality? Our own Malcolm Blight, hello Blighty, mm. took note that Greater Western Sydney this year made no fuss about its fixture that led to the Giants playing and winning on more venues than any other AFL club at any other time in the game's history. Can I just say, I understand what he says, and that's the attitude you have to have, but that's more an aberration than the norm. Anyway, anywhere, anyone, anytime, well done the Giants. We will not get 17 home and away games because the AFL financial model needs at least 22 rounds Mm -hmm. to balance the books. We certainly won't be getting 34 home and away matches for a truly home and away draw. Even if even this, it would be too challenging to ask your team to start a new season with consecutive matches against top four teams of the previous year. Imagine mm. that would be a tough draw. So perfection is tough to achieve. So we're stuck with this fix games <laughs> placed in time slots to appease television mm. partners, in particular seven with its focus on ratings in Melbourne. Business is business, Kim. Mm-hmm. We have commercial interests override a fair and equal football mm. agenda. It's not equalisation, it's manipulation. The Crows ultimately felt they were handed a pineapple in 2023 with a travelling Wilbury fixture. They went silent for the echo of a goalpost to put this right 
in 2024. We will have everyone count how many Friday night games Carlton gets. And this time they've probably earned them when compared to previous seasons. We will look at a long stretch of Collingwood games at the MCG and raise our eyebrows again. We'll also be looking to see who gets the double-ups with North Melbourne and West Coast. Yep, it's a fixture and not a draw. So much for equality. Good luck with that. There you go. That was very good, Root. It was more like war and peace. Gee, I nodded off there, but uh, you're spot on. Uh, Nick, can you do one where you provide the answers next time? Yes, I'll get Matthew Clark on. We've done this before. All right. But no one likes conferences, I'm afraid. No, no, I'm not a big fan. Uh, This one says, nice roast, Roochie, you giant spud. Thank you. I presume that's a backhanded <laughs> compliment from Mario. Yeah, and then talking about Mary Fowler, this one says uh, she can use those acting talents in the penalty box. That's from Will. Oh, yeah. boom, boom. And uh, it'd be like a marathon uh, every day working with Roach, wouldn't it be, Kimba? Oh, yes, there's no doubt about that. But, uh, we're on air for two hours. It feels like 15 some days. Uh, four o'clock, yeah, Roach. Uh, I love you dearly. Only we were paid for 15, Kim. Yeah, that, that would be nice, wouldn't <laughs> it? <laughs> All right, news coming up, and then we're going to have a chat to Hannah. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. Past four on a Tuesday afternoon. Not a bad afternoon out there. 17.3 degrees. Been a little bit windy. I went for a bike ride around eight this morning, Roach. It was terrible. It was way too windy. Hay fever was awful as well. Uh, Early. Talking of awful, um, your roast just then that you had, I thought it was all right, but this text says, big yawn, Roachie's roast. Sorry. Um, It did go for a while, Roach. And and then Modbury... Important topic. Yeah, Modbury Max says Barat would have said it quicker, Roach. I fell, <laughs> I fell asleep. <laughs> Looking forward to chatting to our next guest. Thanks to IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. For great saves and local phase, visit your nearest IGA dealer. Um, this is concerning, Kim. No, but there's lots of positives I to talk about as well, Roach. Uh, Hannah Petty was a regular on our show last year, the yes. Thunderbirds Championship captain. She joins us now. Still has a lovely ring, doesn't it, Hannah? It sure does. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, it's an absolute pleasure, you superstar. I watched you on Channel 7 the other night. I thought I know her. Hey, um, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got the Constellation Cup. We have the South African Tri-Series coming up, the pay dispute. Uh, you being in the 10-person squad for the Australian Fast Five World Championship. And uh, the fact that your brother nearly became a crow. Where do we start? Yeah, it's been a busy (laughs) (laughs) off-season. All right. Let's get the difficult one out of the way. Um, I I believe yourself and a lot of your teammates and netballers around Australia that play professionally have not been paid now for well over a month. Uh, Take us through what's happening there with the pay dispute. Yeah, it's been quite a stressful time for all the players. Um, Amper and Netball Australia are are a disagreement uh, with the CPA and... I mean, as players, we're just fighting for a fair and respectful partnership with Netball mm. Australia to help try and grow Netball. And, um, yeah, mediation has been agreed to have and we're just kind of all waiting for that to all happen to work out um, what the future looks like. But 
yeah, as players, it's kind of a stressful moment. Yeah, it's a full-time job, and we know for a fact that some people are struggling to get rental agreements because they can't show an income or pay their mortgages and dip into savings. Uh, how long has it been that you've been going without pay? Yeah, it's been about a month now. So, um, yeah, I mean... If it goes for a week, then yes, no worries. You can probably cover yourself. But I mean, I know there's girls reaching out to the bank of mum and dad to try and get through each week. And <laughs> mm. a lot of girls are um, trying to take up any jobs that they can to get through this period because we know that we want to fight for something, but we also need to um, put food on the table and look after ourselves as well. Hannah, explain something to us. So Adelaide wins the championship and can't keep all its players because there's no contracts to offer yet. Yet... And we've got a heap of internationals who have come to Australia to play netball mm. and they're thinking, well, we've got to get out because they're sitting around not earning any money. But then we get the Melbourne Mavericks as the new team able to put in-principle agreements to players. Why is it a different rule for them? Why can't Adelaide put an in-principle agreement to you? Yeah, so it's the same for every club. So, um, yeah, there's letters of intent and things okay. like that have gone out. So we're just waiting for the chance to be able to sign now. Um, a lot of clubs probably will say that their 10 kind of locked in. And yeah. unfortunately, we have lost three players this year. Um, we weren't able to retain them and we wish them the best of luck. But um, yeah, it's a difficult time knowing that a club's probably interested in you, but nothing's certain in the sporting world until wow. you uh, sign that dotted line. Mm. Now, you've received some wonderful support from the women's cricketing fraternity. Did that come from left field? Uh, yeah, it's it's so amazing the support we've um, seen from not only the cricketers but also the other player associations around Australia who have really supported us. I mean, cricket have gone above and beyond um, and we're thrilled to know that someone's got our back. But yeah, it's a great thing that sport can bring people together in some harsh times and we really are appreciative of the support that they've given us. Well, Hannah, let's just have a quick listen to Todd Greenberg, uh, who's the CEO of the Australian Cricket Association, on why the ACA stepped in to help the netballers. A groundbreaking concept, but, you know, clearly there was some young female athletes playing in netball that are in, you know, extreme financial distress. Um, we have a relationship with lots of them through all of our different player relationships both male and female, and um, they're in a difficult spot and they put their hand up and ask for help. And not very often in your professional career you can actually do something that you feel is just simply the right thing to do. Um, so we stepped up and we decided to help them and hopefully it does help them, but more importantly, I hope it gets a deal done between netball and their players. Now we'll move on hand, but the, 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 I'll play the devil's advocate. There's a lot of people that are saying that it's all very well for our cricket girls and even the AFL girls to support you, but their codes are extremely profitable and your sport is in massive debt at the moment. Yeah, sadly, um, we are struggling. We've still got a hangover from COVID, I guess you can say. But I think netball has been super exciting this year. It's a sport that um, is probably the most participated sport for young girls and boys coming up through the ranks as well. But um, yeah, I mean, we're just looking for a fair partnership and we want a dream to be out of one day be like AFL and be someone who's not in debt. But at the moment, we've, um, yeah, unfortunately in debt, but we're working hard to get out of that, obviously. The right. counter-argument of that, Hannah, is if you're generating the, the revenue, it's not your fault if Netball Australia can't manage its account, but you're generating the revenue. To ask for a percentage of that revenue, surely it's not a burden upon Netball Australia. You're generating it. You're entitled to it, surely. Yeah, and we, as players, we're only talking about um, new sponsorship money that comes into the sport as well. We only want a little slice of the pie, I guess you could say. Um, but really, we want to 
move netball forward and not be left behind in the sporting landscape mm. as it is. We want to be a sport that continues to grow and we firmly believe that this is the way to do it. And yeah, I guess we do want a little bit of money, but it's more about the fair partnership and being respected as players mm. in the whole scheme of things. And we know it's one of the largest participation sports in Australia. Uh, just quickly, uh, when are you hopeful of a resolution? Is there any news guesstimates? Or... Um, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully mediation happens as soon as possible. I mean, hopefully it doesn't go another month where we're just waiting and sitting in this awkward position. But mm. I know the AMPA and Netball Australia are in discussions on when mediation will happen and we just want it done ASAP because there are people out there that are really struggling and can't afford to go much longer without so, any income coming forward. So right, right, who let's does move that? on Do to you, the vault. No, who, who does the mediation? Do you go to an industrial commission or is it you appoint someone? From the outside? Um, I'm not 100% sure on the whole mediation side of things. I think that three um, three members from each side, I guess you can say, are elected and then it goes through that process. But it will be someone independent that will come in and get their ha- uh, head all across the information and um, hopefully sort this out as soon as possible. Oh, Kim's right. available. He's good at this. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, Hen, I just want you to breathe and smile. All right, let's get on to some happier things. Uh, congratulations on making the Australian Fast Five team. There's been a, it's a ten squad team, and it's great to see four South Australians are there. You go to Christchurch, I think it is Saturday the 11th and the 12th. You take on New Zealand, England, Jamaica, South Africa, and Malawi, and this is big representing Australia. Uh, take us through the concept of the Fast Five. Yeah, it's a super exciting concept to be a part of and something I'm really proud and privileged to um, be named in. And I guess having six Thunderbirds girls from this year in the team as well is something pretty special and something that we're going to have a lot of fun doing. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a really fun concept. Wing defence and wing attack are pushed off the court and it's only five positions. Ooh. And um, yeah, there's two pointers, three pointers, one pointers. And um, yeah, it's a super exciting concept in netball. I guess you could say it's like the big bash of... Um, mm. cricket, but um, I can't wait to get over there and have a lot of fun on the netball court. So there's three centres being named. Uh, what, what's that mean for you? You're all like midfielders. I, yeah, so without wing attack and wing defence, obviously the load on every other player is a bit higher than usual, and it's a super fast game with super subs and things like that, so you generally only actually play three minutes of a six-minute quarter, so you're mm. on and off the court very quickly and um, forever changing, which is super exciting, and there's a lot of tactics and strategy that come with that. High octane. I love it. Now, we know yesterday Australia won the Constellation Cup. Even though they lost, they won it on goal aggregate, so we give them a big tick. Um, let's move on to the big one. How close did your brother come to becoming a crow? And did you talk to him <laughs> about it? Come on, Hen. No, I had a few conversations with him about it. I mean, um, he's keen to move home at some stage, but when that happens, who knows? I mean, he's pretty happy in Melbourne as well. And I think the biggest thing is that if he's happy to playing footy, then I just am fully here to support him. Oh, you're a beautiful sister. But if you were to put your Australian netball career on the line, you'd say he'd turn up (laughs) after next year, one more season at Melbourne, then he'd come to Adelaide. (laughs) 
who knows? The future will tell, I guess. I reckon that's what will happen, Rich, because he'll have one year in his contract and uh, they'll get the deal done. And great to talk to you. We sincerely mm. hope that this pay dispute gets worked out Please. because it doesn't matter what industry you're in, we all need money and it creates a hell of a lot of stress, that type of uncertainty. Yeah. And we wish you all the very best in the Fast Five and uh, we'll try and have a chat to you when you're over in New Zealand, if that's okay. Sounds great to me. Thanks for having me no, on. Okay, no worries. And, if, and re- accept my Facebook request. After you come in the studio, I haven't heard from you. Mm. <laughs> wise woman. Oh, look at it now. Wise okay. yeah, 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 just, wise. Just blindsided me, Rick. Didn't want anything to do with me. Good on you, Han. There we go, Hannah Petty. Time to go to break. Uh, reach 4.13. We're here thanks to Balfour's. Uh, no matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. We're live from Studio Lumo SA, currently 16.7 degrees outside. Big thank you to IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport for great saves and local faves. Visit your nearest IGA. Uh, Harrison Petty, he'll be playing for the Crows in 2025, Rooch. Yeah, I can see that yeah. trade getting very busy next year. All right, a few yes, texts coming through. Up issues at Melbourne probably don't make it easy at the moment for the Ds. Referencing... Oliver, Smith, the question of culture. Now these documents that are leaking about they had a plan B to sack Simon Goodwin, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. It's just messy. been going on for a while. And I felt for Max Gorn, when was it, Friday, Saturday, when yep. he did a press conference, you thought there's no there's no answer that's going to convince anyone here. No, no. Very well, difficult. When you've got to film a president too, trying to... Yes, oh, Kim. How can yes. I word this? I don't yeah, want to get involved no, in no, any litigation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Being disruptive. That's, that's a good way. Of saying Is that a good way it. of saying it? Yeah. A lot of texts coming through after we chatted to Hannah. This one from Will says, "There's no way I'd be playing until the money started rolling in." They don't start playing for a while, but Can I give training you some figures, just so we get a perspective yep. of all this. So, in 2022, when they did the last pay deal, they earned a 17% pay increase, which most people out there say 17%. I'd I'm lucky if I can get through to six at the moment. I'd, I'd take that. CPI was 7.2, I think, or something like that for the last 12 months. So they lifted the minimum minimum contract mm. you would get in the league to 43,000. Mm. The average was 91,500. Mm. And a lot of the mm. top-end marquee players as their title were earning as much as 180,000 a year. Mm. So it's, it, was one of, it was probably number one. Now it's being pushed down by cricket. Having no, all cricket is far superior. Yep. Yep. Now they're asking for all the sponsorship money that comes in, they want 20% of it. So they're saying, we're helping to generate this money. This is a partnership like the AFL players argued. This money comes into netball, we'll take 20% of it. Is that fair? 20% fair? If you're the mediator, how do you deal with no, this? No, I can't answer that, Rich. I'd have to have more time than just make a comment off the top of my head like that. Hmm. I'm not trying to the be argue, dismissive. The argument about a league that's in debt, well, the players will say, well, we didn't run the books. Mm. So why are we going to be hit for 
went through that with West Torrens in my playing days. And then someone might say, well, if one of the players hadn't been so vocal on social issues, there'd be how many Well, I'll million? get to that, Roach. Mm-hmm. Uh, text coming through. Why don't the netballers not play these new games? No pay, no play. I think you'll find if you're playing for Australia, they're getting paid. Yep. Uh, then we have another one. Uh, didn't netball not long ago have a very wealthy lady sponsoring them? Mm, Gina uh, Reinhardt. Get a Gina. Yes, yeah. she was popping in a, a lot of money there. All righty, uh, Roach, let's go to the phones. And our good friend Ange, but the one from Croydon. Hello, Hello Ange. Ange. G'day, boys. Hey, I'm not sure if you guys have spoken about it, but um, any of you guys catch the Beckham doco? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, the Rat and my sister watched it on Sunday night and they loved it. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty good. A couple of things stood out for me was um, when um, Beckham found himself, he woke up one day and he found himself sold to another club mm. and he had yep. actually no yep. say in it. And, he yep. had to, you know, um, and also, there was one year where Real Madrid actually got rid of about three or four coaches in a year in a season. Um it's just interesting the complete diff- how different it is from you know I mean I obviously understand that it's a different sport different environment different landscape mm-hmm. just how how ruthless they are in transferring players and sacking coaches yes and the same with American professional sports you could get the call from the executive general manager of your sport saying Ange uh, we need you to ring Kim Dillon at the Los Angeles Dodgers. He'll tell you what flight you're on and he'll tell you when you start work there. See ya. Thanks for your time. Do you ever reckon we could ever get to that? Something similar to that? I know Jason Cripps at Port Adelaide has been arguing for years that if you're going to have free agency, he wants free trading. So he would have been saying, well, if I get stuck, you know, needing to do a deal to get, say, Radagalia and I need to move Kim Dillon on, I'll sign it. And then it's up to Chris Scott and Andrew Mackey to ring Kim Dillon and say, well, Move your car to the car park here at Cadinia Park. You've just been traded. Can you, can you not use me as an example, Rooch? I'm a little bit sensitive with it, <laughs> having been sacked by a club. Hey, good on you, Ange. <laughs> I am going to watch it, though. It's meant to be pretty good, and mm. it's quite controversial about the uh, supposed or alleged affair that he had as well. I see that smoked out the lady in question. She spoke to the media recently. Mm. But we won't go down that track, Rooch. Okay. It's uh, 4.23. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Twenty-eight. We are here thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. Kevin Sheehan, the uh, guru when it comes to the our young superstars, the juniors coming through, hoping to be drafted. He'll join us after four thirty. Few texts coming through. Uh, this one says Kimbo giving the work experience lad a masterclass in finishing an interview with an awkwardly quin- cringeworthy moment. Laugh out loud from Will. Yes, that uh, that was awkward. I asked. Why have you read that twice? Because I read it in the ad break. You dick. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I thought you'd read it when we were on No, here. it was when the ad break, Roach. Oh, I thought um, I was hearing it twice. <laughs> yeah, well, you did. One was in the ad break. <laughs> oh. uh, 
from Brett. Kimbo, what if Petty chooses port? Or Brett's oh, a port well, man. What if he chooses West Coast? Yeah, well, I don't think so. No, but this is there? a lot of what ifs. I know. Uh, I don't think that'll happen, though. No. Uh, he wants to come back to Adelaide. Uh, 429, Roach. What about this one? Kimbo and Roach, when the Crows fixture is released, Crows supporters will be very happy. They'll get one Thursday night game, two Friday nights, and four Saturday night home games. Round one will be a home Saturday twilight game, and Port get the dreaded home Easter weekend. That's from Daniel. Mm, wait and see. So right. that's When's the commercial element. Oh, When's we it expect out? the end of the month. Beautifully done, Roach. We're going to the news right on time. It's 4.30. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. We're in the home straight and we're here thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold before we get to our next guest, whom we love talking to, Roots. We've been having a chat to him for many years now. Uh, Talking about Harrison Petty, this text says, Petty is a shoe-in to come... Shoe in. in to come in 2025. He'll be 25-year-old and in his prime. Uh, they will be a superior force in 2027. Mark my words, that's worth another frothy. Mm. Oh, that's Stay from the big, the big Duff, I think. He's talking about the Crows having a good year. All right, let's find out about some of these youngsters that are coming through to a man who is the AFL talent ambassador, Kevin Shifter Sheehan. He's a good footballer too, Roach. Hello, Kev. Uh, Kim and Roach, yeah, thanks for having me on. No, and congratulations on your latest honour from headquarters at AFL House too. Oh yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. Actually, the it was um, Gil McLaughlin's last day of the office. Actually, he rung me about four o'clock. Oh, and, and you thought, what have I done wrong? Function and it wasn't there. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking, why is he giving me yeah. a ring at uh, <laughs> at four o'clock on his last day? But it was just he's about to announce the staff that. And of course, I was I was running around that day with four Irishmen of all things. Where mm. we had some triathlons for these young men that are out here to to be in our combine, our testing okay. later that week, and and uh, we took them out to Essendon, down to Geelong, over to Richmond. So we we're really busy that week, and I, I, I couldn't get to the the break up, the the uh, Mad Monday, if you want to call it that, of, you the, just... uh, of the AFL. Yeah. Hey, what'd you get? A half million dollar bonus? What no. happened? I just, I just, it was a life membership, life which membership. Uh, was just unexpected and certainly uh, very grateful and, uh, and very humbled by it. Uh, unexpected, but most deserved. Uh, you talked about these young Irish lads. Tell us about James McLaughlin. Oh, yeah, he's a boy from Galway. Gee, uh, they come from far and wide these days. Mm. I look, it's fantastic that we have maintained since uh, you remember way back, of course, uh, Jimmy Steins and, and Sean White, two Irishmen that back in the 80s, uh, well, they played even for the state of Victoria. We claimed them all back in those days. Anyone that, had, uh, <laughs> that come through the state, we claimed as a Victorian, but they were Irishmen that represented the state in state of origin back it, back in the day. And, uh, of course, as a legacy, particularly to Jim, we still, uh, I suppose, have a program over there in Ireland that allows the best, uh, these days, best four come out and, and join our best 60-odd youngsters and uh, shown off to all the 18 clubs. But prior to that, they were having triads at clubs that really wanted to have a, mm-hmm. a close, up-close look at them. Uh, and James McLaughlin was one of those, this big... So it could be one McLaughlin out and another one in, uh, with uh, <laughs> Gil, of course, uh, ending his reign. Uh, and this youngster strapping, 
a very impressive young man from uh, that's really at 18 years of age was the best young player in the country. Uh, he's now 21, so a bit more mature. Uh, lovely young man that really presented someone that could potentially play as a as a tall defender. Uh, and of course, we released a group of those players as we start to focus right in the draft coming up on the 20th of November. Start to focus on the the groups of players in various positions so that uh, the fans can start to compare a little bit one against the other and which one do you want and uh, if tall defender is uh, or a tall defender is what you're after and of course the crows they've got uh, three choices in the the top 20 as it stands right now they've got uh, a massive uh, uh, draft night well, or two coming up with uh, well, their choices uh, to be decided pretty soon. Well, let's get into that, Kev. Give you a couple of easy questions. Yeah. Uh, Port Adelaide, not so complex with just pick 73. We'll ask <laughs> you what they'll do with that. Well, we'll ask them now. What, what do they do with pick 73? Well, look, to be quite honest, we've, we've, we've actually scanned across 129 players that have been invited in that are the main contenders. It could be someone outside of that. When you choose them late, it'll be just something that uh, that uh, that you do fancy. Maybe they'll push up. There's still time to you know maybe uh, invest in some future picks of next year and try and get back into this draft. So all that can still occur. It's a it's a moving feast. This draft. There's still trade periods on now where clubs can trade. There's trading on the night, so they might try and uh, you know use a little bit of uh, the future to actually get back into this draft. So. But picking late, look, you don't know who's going to be there on the board. They'll, they might wait and just see if any of the players that they fancy later are still there. They might use the choice. They could even hold that and uh, get two or three players in over over summer. You've got what we call now the supplemental period where you can uh, trial a few and and, uh, and then choose the best of them over that summer period. So there's quite a few options for them. But uh, I'm not going to suggest the one they'll go for at the minute because... Uh, Maybe maybe that boy will be taken. They've got their eye on whoever that might be. But, uh, yeah, back to the Crows. They're going to really have an interesting choice early. And uh, maybe they'll look at a tall defender. I'm not too sure. Well, they've talked about getting another midfielder. And uh, Justin Reid's mm. been quite open about the possibilities of trying to go up the pecking order a little bit. So they get 10, 14 and 20. Um, how, mm. high could, how high could they get? And uh, if they're after a midfielder, who would so that they wouldn't be able to get Zane Dersma? So, what's the best? How high could they go with picks ten and fourteen and twenty? Oh, gee, do you, do you put two of them together, ten and fourteen together, and try and get to, you know, in the top five? Do you try okay. and pull a, a choice off someone like North? I've got two choices there. You know, they're going to at the moment. North have got five of the top twenty, so they're well placed to the hold all of those or try and, uh, you know, put two together to get up higher again. You know, there's all sorts of ways in which North can play that hand. Um, look, so, some of the midfielders ready to run. Uh, a kid called McKercher from yep. Tassie is a young star. I'll give you a couple of Tassie boys, actually. And the other is Riley Sanders, a boy. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a bit like uh, Jason Horn Francis Sanders, uh, a boy that dominated the under-18 competition. He won what's called the Lark Medal, the best and fairest player. In that championship, he was playing for the Allies, but he's across at Melbourne Grammar, so he'd uh, he'd been playing for the Sandringham Dragons of the State League over in Victoria. Uh, had a dominant year, so both him and then McCurch mm. on the left footer with brilliant pace, just breaks the game apart. He looks ready to run. He was actually second in that uh, in that Lark Medal as well, so he's a very very dominant player. So those two boys out of Tassie, 
um, yeah, look to look to be you know a top six, top seven chances. Well, just those on, fellas, and uh, just on they that, are Cam, that, the if, midfielder you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. if I can jump in, uh, Cal Toomey's got uh, McKercher at four at the moment, and Riley Sanders at seven. And we've just had a text come through. Yep. This is very timely to ask you a question, yep. boys. Can you ask Kev? Would he steer away from the Tassie boys from here on in, considering the Tasmanian side coming in in 2026? They'll have, they will have mm. plenty of concessions and will want to go back home, mm. uh, want to get homegrown talent. That's from Simon. So would you steer away mm. from those boys? Look, I, I'd back my footy club to keep the player. That's uh, mm. generally the way the drafts worked over the years. You, you just take it on. Just say, so look, if, if it's our turn to take someone, we think he's the best, back ourselves, the culture in our club, uh, that, uh, that that boy will want to stay. Once he gets here, he'll stay. Um, otherwise, I don't think Brisbane would have taken Simon Black all those exactly. years ago at Choice 31 <laughs> out of WA, and 300 games later, he's a champion, and he's still living up there in Queensland. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you just got to back yourself that uh, you'll keep the player. And, of course, Matthew Pavlik, one of your own, yes, is a great example you too. You know, They yes. said he'd return home, and he never did. A great right. champion of Fremantle. So you just have to back it if you think he's the best player. And uh, and you know, forget about the Tassie team coming in. Uh, back at that, he'll be a great player for us, and we'll keep him forever. Kevin, at the start of the year, one of our devoted listeners said there is a young man at South Adelaide. He's a basketballer who's taking on football mm-hmm. by the name of Taylor Goad. Mm-hmm. Keep your mm-hmm. eyes on him and watch out what happens mm-hmm. when the draft period emerges. Now we gather. Mm-hmm that our listener had a very sharp eye and a lot of talent scouts are very, very interested. <laughs> yeah, gee, um, he has got a sharp eye. I had a text actually from a scout telling me about him. Uh, well, he, he would have been playing about an under-18 game for South Adelaide yep. early in the year. He might not have been in their state squad at the time and just saying, gee, they've got to have a look at this fella. Mm. And of course they did include him and he, he played state footy. That's big Taylor Godin. By the end of the year, he's a premiership player there at South Adelaide's uh, under-18 level and was, well, we just seen some glimpses of that national level playing for SA. Uh, what an athlete he is. That stands out. He he came across here to that combine we talked of and uh, he's in the top seven or eight for speed over 20 metres. He's yeah. 206, 207 centimetres. He's a massive boy, but he, he's going to be long-term. So if you invest mm-hmm. in him, you're looking, you know, give him the two or three years needed to, to really get up to the, I suppose, the, the weight you need to compete against the big bodies in the AFL. He's got the height, he's got the athleticism, mm. he's still learning the ruck craft, but there's some really promising signs. And mm. I think he's one oh, yeah. of the four or five ruckmen that will end up on a list uh, somewhere through the draft uh, okay. on the 20th of November. Yeah, Cal Termey doesn't have him in the top 30. Like you said, he's a long-term investment. Uh, tell us about some of the Stra- South Australians that have really caught your eye and that could go early. Well, I think we start off with a kid called Will McCabe. Um, Hawthorne. Uh, of course, uh, Luke. Yeah, Luke um, played at Hawthorne, a, uh, a boy t- drafted out of SA, of course, uh, and was a terrific player for them. Uh, well, his his uh, young fellow Will is a he's developed into a key position player. One ninety seven. G. You, you're talking six foot five and a half, six foot six. Oh. There, uh, he can stand on their shoulders. Love the way he goes about it uh, and the way he's developed. Uh, it was only a year or so ago he played. You know, under-16 championships, an approved under-17-year-old boy, an overager, which we allow clubs to have states to apply for, boys that are just would benefit from the experience of playing in that championship and, a, and a, you know, have got some AFL-type promise. And, uh, 
uh, he played very well on that as a defensive uh, uh, key defender, but he's blossomed this year to become, you know, uh, quite a spectacular player with his mark, intercept marking. He's shown he can go forward as well. He's going to attract a bid, I think, uh, late on the first night. Could be in the late teens or early 20s. Uh, and Hawthorne will have to match that bid should they want him. So uh, he's a boy that, yeah, might well be the first of the South Australian staker. Kevin, are the numbers increasing for draft prospects north of the Murray in New South Wales and Queensland? How are we going in that field? Mm, mm. Well, it's going to be, uh, well, I think there'll be three, could even be four Mm -hmm. from Queensland taken in this top 20, 25, uh, including right up the top. Yeah, which is fantastic. It only dreamt of that really 20 years ago that uh, the Gold Coast would be producing players in the top 20. Yeah, 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 it'd only be the most optimistic person that would have said that we could get three of them. Uh, and a kid called Jed Walter, he, he should be as well-known as Harley Reid. Harley Reid's the name that everyone's talking about. It's a likely number one. Well, mm. there's another boy that's got a bit in common with him, and that's Jed Walter. They're both back-to-back All-Australians in the best competition we've got for juniors around Australia, a national championship. So he's a centre-half forward. Um, he's like uh, Charlie Curnow in terms of his looks and the way he plays. Super athletic, bounces around, uh, wonderful contested mark, can take him from any angle, uh, a goal kicker to boot. So he will be right up at the top end and uh, the Gold Coast will have to match the bid of a club that uh, calls his, his name out very, very early on draft night. So that yeah, I think it's great for the game and, and it just might be just a, a freakish year. Brisbane don't have anyone in this bracket, by the way, up the road that the Gold Coast do. So it's uh, it will be a bit cyclical, I suppose, um, that, that sometimes there's, there's some great ones in one of those spots. You know, Sydney's done well out of the Heenies and the Millses of the world, out of their academy, but they don't have anyone up in the top for 20 to 30 this year. So just uh, from year to year, uh, it might vary as to where they come from. But great for the Gold Coast to see those yeah. boys emerging from that area. Hey, Woodville West Torrens has been quite a football factory for over a decade now, or even longer, Rooch, I would suggest. Uh, we're not hearing a lot at the moment. There's a lad called Patrick Weckert. He has a cricket background. Are you hearing yep. much about yep. him? Yeah, yeah, he's certainly in the in the boys we tested. Big, robust, big-bodied um, forward. Uh, presents really well, aggressive. Has a real physical presence about him, that boy. Played in the Nationals uh, uh, for SA. Look, they didn't have a great, I suppose... Um, uh, a group of 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds that played for them this year. They're some of their better boys. Sid Draper was one that was a, an outstanding player in the midfield for them. But there wasn't a great supply for Weckett up forward. Uh, and uh, we didn't see the best of him there. But he certainly got some potential as in the mix amongst with uh, you know all those other boys that we've tested this year. We hear various commentary about every year's draft. Mm. Uh, we've been hearing this year, and mm. you, you are best to, to give mm. an accurate judgment on this. We're hearing this year doesn't run quite as deep as some of the other years. How do you assess it? Look, I'm, I'm actually doing the exercise now. The only profiles I haven't done of the, uh, uh, the Ruckman and Tall Forwards, I'm just about to complete those this week. So I'm right through the virtually 130 of them. There's plenty of boys with great profiles that are still there. If you put them in order then, I'm not actually putting them in order, I'm just putting them in their groups, but there's some well-credentialed players later on um, that, that give you, you know, confidence that some of those boys left successful careers. You know, we think around, look, around 60 will go over the two nights of the draft. Maybe there's a dozen or so rookies. It might be 70-odd that get the chance. So, 
maybe half of the boys that we're writing up as chances will get the chance, get the opportunity to get onto an AFL list. So I think there's some gems there a wee bit later. Kim, what did you make of the call to increase a first-round draftee's first contract from two years to three years? Long overdue? Or I think that's terrific. I, yeah, I think it's terrific. You look at the boy that we talked about there earlier in Taylor Goad. He's going to take three years to really yeah, yeah. Uh, to develop his body and uh, get into that, uh, you know, and he needs some security. So if he's taken yeah, early and, and gets a three-year three year opportunity, rather than being turned over in a couple, some of these boys... Uh, You'd rather have that security knowing that uh, you've got a career that will be have a solid foundation and you don't have to panic in the first little bit to, uh, to really make your mark. Okay. Shifter, always great to chat to you. It's going to be a busy period. It's an exciting time for these youngsters and unfortunately it's heartbreaking for many of them as well. But uh, what mm. we've learned over the years, they do get second and third opportunities now in the AFL. They do, they do. So good luck to all the boys and uh, let's hope that... Uh, well, the Adelaide Crows, in your case, can stock up early and that uh, they can find a hidden gem port down the back. Yes, let's hope so. Good on you, Shifter. Good on you, Kev. Appreciate your time. All the best, guys. He's an absolute uh, ripper. And just uh, reminding everyone, Adelaide has picks 10, 14, 20 and 89. And Port Adelaide looking lonely there with pick 73. An it's an ugly week next week. Because October 31 is the end of the contract. So that's a week yep. away. So we know what happens next week. Around today, yeah, week's time, they'll be issuing a lot of further delistings. Mm. Scott Lysett fascinates me yeah. where he goes Still next. about 30 or 40 players in limbo. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, not a good time. Interesting that Adelaide asked the AFL if they could extend James Borlase Category B rookie status. And mm. they said no. Mm. They got three a big years. call That's there. It. They got a big call there. That was ambitious, wasn't it? Mm. Oh well, you can only yeah, ask. Only ask. Yeah. Uh, here's a text on the Tassie players. Pick the Tassie players. They will pay overs to get them back. That's from Will. Yeah. Hey, we've got a couple of minutes to remaining. Uh, Roach cricket's all to go at the moment with the World Cup. Uh, we've talked about uh, Travis Head. Here's Andrew McDonald talking about Travis Head on Sports Day, New South Wales. We had a hit with him a couple of days ago on a travel day when we got to Delhi. He had uh, 30 minutes of work and across the 30 minutes, he really improved and was able to function uh, the way that we know he can. So today's a really big day. We've got training in about, I think it's about four hours time and uh, he'll face bowlers and go through that. And most importantly, once he, he gets through the session with some fielding and some some other sort of um, skill areas that we'd like to see. It's it's how he pulls up tomorrow, but it's it's been an incredible effort to get here. Some some doubted, you know, that that was a a good decision to keep him in the squad. Now that he's here, it feels right, and it's really going to add something when he does play for the team. We've seen what he's been able to do over the last um, twelve to eighteen months. He wouldn't play in the middle order. Uh, I think he's he's a top order player, so he about in the the top three would be ideally where we'd want him to play. He has batted middle order. I think it was in Sri Lanka, and he did really well. He got seventy odd, I think, batting at number six uh, in a game over there at Premadasa, uh, but he hasn't done that a lot. We, we see him as a top-order player, and you know, I think we've shown our cards in the lead into this tournament where we'd like him to bat. Um, I think George Bailey hinted that you know he'd be at the top of the order. We've got a, a little bit of a good you know dilemma to, to solve in the fact that Mitch Marsh and David Warner um, in that last game and, and over the short period of time have been able to gel as an opening combination as well. So I think it's a good problem to have and we'll, we'll discuss, but it will definitely be nearer the top of the order rather than the middle. 
I'd expect that too, Kim. Yeah. See how I, uh, they mix it up, though. A couple of minutes ago, Roach, at the start of the program, we said, uh, look, put your flag in the sand and say whether you like what Port Adelaide's done or they haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's some of the text. Guys, I'm happy Port Adelaide are trying to win the flag next year. We are in the window. Draft picks only help in the next window. Yes, we can. The bandit uh, from Finden. Uh, liking that. There was a stack more coming through. Let me just find these. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, Port will use pick 73 and then do the usual spill that clubs do, or spill that should be, and say they have been watching him for a long time and had him rated as a first-rounder. <laughs> Glenn from Salisbury. Uh, what else have we got here? Here's another one from Chris. Uh, g'day, guys. Personally, I'm wrapped with Port's trade action, Radagalia, to get... Uh, to get to 200 games and All-Australian. This is the most important addition to our stock since Ken has arrived. Moving Dersma on was appropriate as the guy has deficiencies such as literally no left foot. If Ken can get team selections right, like Evans' form not rewarded, we have every chance of upholding a style of football that will keep me attending. A big plus. I'm stoked, Chris. So most of them are positive with what okay. Port Adelaide has done, Roach. Here's one, though. What have we got? A minute to go. Uh, Port's forwards have not improved. Dixon makes it worse as it makes them more predictable. And elite centre line doesn't win all the time. Mm. No name yeah, on that one. to be a better connection between midfield and attack. Yeah. No doubt about that. The defence needs to stop leaking as it did this year. There's a bit of work to be done. People still, the they were in the top four at the end of the home and away season, Kim. Yep. Appreciate all the uh, correspondence today. Well, most of it. There are a few shockers in there. <laughs> Hello. Uh, we'll be back to do it again tomorrow. Have a great night. Good night, everyone. All right.